Hey everybody, this is Tyson and Logan, and you're listening to Dad Bods and Beards Podcast. It's a show that gives you a fresh look on being a father, a husband, and honestly, a man being in today's world. For people who want to have a good time, laugh, and be uplifted, thanks for subscribing and listening. Now for the show. What up, uh, Dad Bods and Beards? I am Tyson, and we got Logan, and we have been blessed to have Jake Asman join us. Now, Jake Asman is an accomplished sports broadcaster and media personality, renowned for his in-depth knowledge and passionate analysis of the world of sports, particularly the New York Jets, uh, one of my favorite teams of all time, and the New York sports teams, armed with razor-sharp wit and astute understanding of the game. He has become a trusted voice a go-to source for the Jets fans worldwide as a host of a highly acclaimed Jake Asman show, which I can attest everyone. I listen to him on a daily basis, usually two or three times, which is mostly viewed by Jets YouTube show on. It's the most viewed Jets YouTube show on the internet. Beyond his YouTube show, Jake can be heard hosting shows for ESPN New York 98.7 FM. So Jake, thanks so much for uh, joining us today. And uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and, how you actually got into radio and YouTube. Well, that bio was so well done by Chad GPT. So I just want to thank them <laughs> for doing That's that. Good, I, I had nothing to do with it. I just added the ESPN New York stuff. At the That's bottom something there. that we got to do. I mean, it's, it, it, it's hilarious how crazy good that, that, that service is. So I was just messing around through that up as my bio. And I hear you reading it. I'm like, oh, wait a second. We're going to hear the Chad GPT. It's crazy good <laughs> and crazy creepy. Yeah. Like how well that just just like written out. Yeah, like I, I would never say like armed with like razor astute awareness or an out whatever the, the the robot wrote, but that works. Um, I, I mean, how did I get into radio? I knew I was never going to be a professional athlete, right? So, I, I early on, like growing up uh, in New York, I would always listen to sports talk radio in the car with my dad, and I always just found it fascinating that there would be people that are making a living talking about sports. So. I always like subconsciously had that in the back of my mind. And then as a huge sports fan, whether it was the Jets or the Yankees or the Islanders or the Knicks, I always loved the the play-by-play announcers. They, 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 they made the experience of being a fan that much better, whether it was the play-by-play people or the analysts. So I always just loved the idea of like just broadcasting in general while also being a huge <clears throat> sports fan. And I was really fortunate where I was from on Long Island. My high school was one of just a couple of high schools in the state of New York that actually had a student-run radio station in it. So in the basement of my high school was a small radio station where you couldn't even hear, like, outside of, like, a mile of my hometown, but it was 88.5 FM WKWZ. And as a ninth grader, I fell in love with radio because I had the opportunity to actually be on the radio and do that for four years. And I wanted to be a play-by-play person, a sports talk show host, and I got a chance to do both from my high school years and kind of carried that with me to go to college where I went to Ithaca college for four years, but it was kind of that eight year run from high school to college where I really fell in love with broadcasting and realized, Hey, this is something I could do full time for a career. And I'm lucky enough to actually get a chance to do it all these years later. So it's pretty awesome. Dude, that's really cool. I can attest. You're really, really good. Now, did your voice naturally become radio? Like this is how you normally talk or do you actually have to adjust your voice for radio? You know, it's funny. That's what Logan has to do. Yeah. Dude, can you imagine if I had been given like radio, like my own radio channel in high school? Like it would just been bad. <laughs> like, who is this kid? I think he's got undiagnosed mental health issues. You got a good voice. Uh, so, you know, it's funny. 
like I I don't think I really adjust my voice whether I'm like off air or on air. <clears throat> my friends will say it's like you project a little more when you're doing a show when you're on, which I'm sure that might be true. But like my voice is my voice. Now when I was doing play by play, you kind of use that announcery broadcast voice. But I mean Tyson, you've watched me enough on YouTube. Like I kind of feel like I sound the same all the time. Like I'm just being oh, yeah. myself. So. I think over time you maybe just get more comfortable. Am I louder when I'm doing a show on YouTube or on a radio? Yeah, probably. But I think if you and I were just talking off air, I would sound pretty similar. Nice. All right. So uh, besides us about to talk about, you know, how the San Francisco sucks and, uh, you know. <laughs> well, it's been a great night, you guys. See you later. <laughs> Uh, no, but in in on in honesty, you know, uh, we I just got done doing uh, drafting uh, with one of my teams for Final uh, Fantasy Football. Final Fantasy uh, of video games. Just shut football. up. <laughs> <laughs> and, just give uh, like one of your secrets. You still play Final Fantasy? <laughs> actually, actually, my uh, no. Um, what's funny is I actually got Aaron Rodgers and uh, as my backup to. Um, to Josh Allen, and I'm like, who do I play? I, uh, you know, I'm like, because I'm like, I really think Garrett Wilson to and and Rogers is going to be really, really good. And, and then they're playing the Jets D, which is on my final, you know, my final, sheesh, my fantasy sport. And I'm like, I don't know who I'm supposed to start. But <laughs> with that being said, which team do you think will be the biggest contenders uh, in in this season, and, and why do you think it is? Because I I know what I think, but what, what do you think? Well, I mean, I feel like the AFC is loaded with so many choices, right? I mean, obviously, you put the Chiefs there. They're the defending champs. They've been in what feels like every championship game the last five years because they have been. Every time Mahomes has been a full-time starter, they've been to at least the the AFC title game. So Mm -hmm. it starts with them. Cincinnati, as long as Joe Burrow's there, they've proven they're probably the one team that actually can go toe-to-toe with the Chiefs. They've beaten them in the playoffs. They've beaten them in the regular season. So I think you start with those two teams. Out of respect to what the Bills have done, they belong in that conversation. I think the Jets are very quickly going to belong in that conversation. If you tell me two was healthy, Miami's in that conversation. Jacksonville won a playoff game last year. They're in an easy division. Now year yeah. three of Trevor Lawrence, you're expecting a huge leap from him, and he already looked pretty good by the end of last year. So they're in the mix. I mean, I could keep going. Baltimore is really solid. If you know the Kenny Pickett experience in Pittsburgh works itself out, they're always in the mix. They won nine games last year. Mike Tomlin had another winning season. So – I think they're a factor. I mean, hell, if Deshaun Watson plays like the guy that I've covered here in Houston for multiple years, Cleveland's a a, a serious playoff threat. So, I mean, that's one conference. So and then, obviously, the NFC, you have the Eagles, you have the Niners, of course. I mean, Logan squad for sure is in the mix. We know how talented that roster is. I mean, who's the real Geno Smith? If, if he's legit, could they be better this year in Seattle? Uh, the Cowboys are super talented. So, you know, what, I probably listed 12 teams there. I mean, typically there's yeah, probably seriously, though. eight to 12 teams that are Super Bowl contenders every year. I'd say it's probably, if I had to guess, like closer to eight than 12. But you can make a case for a lot of teams depending on how certain things go. Yeah. What do you think, Logan? I mean, I would definitely like to not see the Chiefs go very far. I'm tired. <laughs> I, I'm tired. See, I love I'm, Andy Reid. I've always loved Andy Reid. Oh, I love Andy Reid. I mean, and obviously I'm not coach. a little bitter. I mean, they 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 did just, you know, snag it from us a few years ago, but <clears throat> but I also I do like Andy Reid quite a bit. I'm obviously in this whole like, you know, the Niners world where it's like we're all like, oh yeah, Brock Purdy, but then it's like the same time we're like, what the heck just happened to Trey Lance? Like it's and then we lost Robbie Gould and then we got Nick Bo the whole Nick Bosa thing going on. So it's like that's you know, that's my bubble of just like I want 
what we had last year before Purdy got hurt to like, can we do that again? Can we stop changing things up? Can we just <laughs> like, so I, I into Purdy? Tyson, like as a Niner fan, Logan, like, do you believe in Brock Purdy? The Niners fans think he's the real deal. Oh yeah. So obviously like I'm, I'm a big Purdy fan. I mean, I think he showed up and then just seeing for the little, the little snippet that he played in, in the preseason, he was cool. He was calm. Like he was, I felt like Trey Lance was trying too hard and Purdy was just doing what Purdy does. Mm-hmm. I think we were all like, oh man, please like still be able to throw like, but he, in the beginning, me and a couple of my other buddies were talking about it. Like he was like, oh my gosh, this is Colin Kaepernick all over again. Somebody just showed up. This young guy shows up and just starts dropping bombs and he's winning games. And we're like, how long before he peters out? So there's that in the back of my mind. But at the same time, he's such like, it's almost kind of like he's a robot. Like he almost has like no emotion. <laughs> like he does have some, but I'm on the Purdy bandwagon at the moment, but we want to see, I think how he plays this season will definitely tell if it was just like he had his moment and he showed up and then got hurt. And now he's more Mr. Irrelevant the way people thought he would be, or we'll see. So fair. So do you think there are any rookies that are entering the league that are going to take the story? You know, I mean, let's be honest. You have Sauce Gardner and and uh, uh, why why am I having a brain fart? What's his name? Um, Brees Hall, Wilson. Garrett Wilson. Yeah, like all those guys. Like they took their rookies by storm. Like you know, yeah, two potential uh, you know uh, rookies of the year for offense, and then you have what on the defense. Is there anyone like that in the league that you can see that you just see being epic? Man, it, it's tough not to say B. John Robinson with the, mm-hmm. with the Falcons, right? I mean, watching him a lot, you know, at, at University of Texas, I mean, this guy is just a dynamic player. And typically, and we saw it with Brees Hall last year, right? Typically, running backs hit the ground running, pun intended, right away as rookies. Like, Saquon Barkley was great year one with the Giants. Like, it's kind of the opposite of quarterbacks where, you know, typically rookie quarterbacks struggle. Typically, if you're going to be a good running back in the NFL, you show it right away as a rookie. So, I would lean with Bijan. Uh, I, Jameer Gibbs with the Lions is probably going to have a big year. I would take him in fantasy early. He's going to be a big factor for them. So uh, th- that's where I would start. I always would look at the dynamic running backs that are rookies because it seems like more times than not, those are the those are the players who break out early. What do you think, Logan? See, this is where I feel really bad. And I like talking to, you know, talking to Jake here. I'm like, I know the Niners. <laughs> like, I'm that guy. Like, I, I'm so busy on a daily basis. It's like, I almost don't have it. It's kind of like when we hated Richard Sherman, but then as soon as he joined the Niners, we're like, what's up, dude? Like, come on, come on. <laughs> welcome to the family. We love you so yeah. much. Like what versus like, I wish I had that much of an interest in the whole league that I was able to pay attention to versus I'm, I'm obviously very biased. So my the, the rookies I pay attention to are the ones that matter to the four, to the Niners. Obviously, you know you hear the big names, and you hear the guys that that are coming up, or I know all the other big guys on the other teams. But yeah, I don't I, I don't know enough to be dangerous or to to not sound like an idiot talking to to Jake. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, how about this? Do you uh, do you, uh, with um, Purdy? Do you think he's going to be like a Jeremy Lin, how, who he was with the Knicks, like? He had an epic couple of weeks and like, you know, half a season, then he just falters out. That's what I think of when I think of Purdy. I See, really that's do. what that's what I say. I think some of us are afraid of because that's exactly what happened to Colin Kaepernick. He showed up mm-hmm. and we're like, dude, this dude's the whole freaking package. And he's a skyscraper. He can run. He can throw. Like if, if he couldn't throw it, he'd run it. 
And so it's kind of like, we're just, a, and then obviously Colin Kaepernick became very irrelevant and then very, you know, moody and very like, everyone's like, get away from him. Nobody wants to talk to that guy. So that's what we're afraid of. I, I'm, I'm a little worried of like, is he, is Purdy going to peter out? You know, is the, is the, he doesn't seem like a kid that, that the fame is going to get to him, but we'll see. He also looks like he's 12. Yeah. Darnell there though. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> So what, you say, guys, I said he has our guy Sam Darnold there at least. He does. Yeah. And we'll and we have happens. Wilson over here. So yeah, seriously, a serious question though. Do you think Wilson's gonna be anything ever? Uh it's because it, he had the yips big time last he, year. He, he did, and I really like Zach Wilson. Like I you know, it's funny, I, you know, I, I get called a Zach Wilson hater now, but I was a Zach Wilson truther a year ago. So, you so, always, you know, maybe, yeah. Maybe I just call it how it is. He stunk last year and I'm a Jet fan who wants to see the team be good. It's not personal. I used to have a good relationship with the Wilson family. They used to watch the show, believe it or not. But mm-hmm. you know it it is what it is. I can't be I, I gotta be honest. He he stunk. So you gotta oh, yeah. call you gotta call it how it is. He didn't play well and I think Zach would be the first to admit that Look, I, I fell in love with his talent. Like, Zach Wilson is incredibly talented. He can make every throw. He's a really good athlete. He reminded Jet fans that, I think, a couple times uh, this preseason with some of his, you know, dynamic runs out of the backfield, including that great one against Tampa that obviously went viral. Uh, I, I think, look, having Rodgers here is going to help him. I don't subscribe to the theory, though, that, oh, Rodgers plays two years and he hands it over to Zach and then 15 years of Jet quarterback greatness. I don't buy that. Do I think Zach Wilson will be in the league for a while as a backup at the minimum? Sure. But I question if he's ever going to be, you know, a, a great starting quarterback. I, I think the the chances of that seem slim, but hey, um, I mean, he's in a really good spot to at least soak up everything he possibly can get from Rodgers. And then if he is given another opportunity somewhere, even if it's not with the Jets, uh, he's going to get probably one more chance to prove himself. I mean, Geno Smith waited, what, eight years? They got yeah, his chance sure. in Seattle, and he took advantage of it last year. So it, it could happen. I don't want to completely dismiss it. I just find it hard to believe it will, but I'd love to be wrong. Like, I'd love for you know, Zach Wilson to be the Jets quarterback for years after Rodgers. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I feel like there's got to be a better way that NFL teams can scout and, and assess talent when it comes to quarterbacks because I swear, you know, like Trey Lance just got traded to Dallas, and you're just like, dude. dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like, I feel like there's been more misses than hits. And then all of a sudden you have Purdy, who was what, 265? Like, really, where was he drafted? He was, he was Mr. Irrelevant. He was very yeah. last. Yeah. Dude, it's just like, what? Yeah. There's got to be a better way. In my so, Tyson, do you, do you think that there's a lot of Jets fans here in Utah because of, because of that? You know, as I, as I've watched Jake's show, um, I think there was last year, a lot of Jets fans. Because that's what happens um, in Utah a lot. Yeah, I don't think there's a lot of Jeff fans this year. I think they fell off the bandwagon because there's, you know, he's no longer relevant in the with the team. Yeah, I think you're right, Tyson. I remember last year we had so many people from 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 Utah that were watching the show. You could tell because their icons were BYU or yeah. something, or something related to Zach Wilson and their and like you could tell based on the comments like. And it's so funny because, like, the BYU fan is very different than the Jet fan. The Jet fan is just used to losing and pain and suffering and everything's going to yeah. go wrong. The BYU <laughs> fan is like, he's only played a couple games. Like, relax. And it's like, I get that. And I tried to be patient, but it just got so bad last year that obviously, you know, they, they, they had to make a change. And honestly, Zach being as bad as he was is the reason why Aaron Rodgers is on this team right now. Like, yeah. Zach Wilson played like Justin Fields last year, who was not great, but he showed you a little more than Zach. I, the Jets probably roll with Zach Wilson for a third year and say, hey, you know, he's the guy we took second overall. We got to roll with it. But he was so bad 
it just made too much sense with the team being as loaded as they are loaded as they are outside of the quarterback spot to go out there and bring in Rodgers. So it all worked out, I suppose, in the end. But it does worry me a little bit that, you know, if Aaron Rodgers rolls his ankle and has to miss a game or two, here comes Zach Wilson. And, and that game or two that he might play, it could be the difference in whether or not you win the division or you, you're a playoff team, given how competitive the AFC is. So still a little, that's still why a little I was... nervous. So nervous about the offensive line, but I'm not anymore with Beckton playing and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, okay, we're going to be I think okay. We need to be, don't get hurt. <laughs> I think we need to be more worried about Aaron Rodgers breaking a hip. I mean, <laughs> I hope not. He's a, he's I mean, a good is, this is, summer. Is, do they have his walker on the, on the side? Have you don't watch Hard Knocks at all? He's rejuvenated, Logan. He looks great. He looks Logan, great. Go watch Hard Knocks. He looks great. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. there was a chance, though, that he was going to come to the Niners there for a minute. <clears throat> there were th- I don't know if you remember that, right? Like I mean, they, they, they made sense because of the uncertainty with Purdy, and it's like they were just a quarterback away, but I don't think Green Bay ever wanted to trade them to a team in the conference. Yeah. Wasn't Vegas one of them, too? Yeah, I remember they were the, the Vegas favorites for a little bit. I yeah. never bought that. There's no way Aaron Rodgers ever wanted to play for Josh McDaniels. Let's be real. Rodgers is a Jet for two reasons. One, it was the team that wanted them. They gave him the best chance to win from a roster standpoint. And two, mm-hmm. He didn't want to learn a new offense at age 40. He wanted to go somewhere where Nathaniel Hackett was in place and they could run the same offense he won two MVPs with two of the last three years. Sure. Dude, I got made fun of on my uh, fantasy football draft when I uh, I took Garrett Wilson number two. and like, Second Dude. overall? Yeah, and they're like, why? And I'm like, um, did you see him last year? And he had no one. <laughs> and like <laughs> this year he has Aaron Rodgers and he's I, going to light it up. <laughs> I love that. So who went one then, Justin Jefferson? Ah, uh, I don't know who went, took the first one. Um, I think so. And I also took Brees Hall, and everyone's like, why are you taking Brees Hall? And I'm like, first, I understand him. But second of all, he got hurt last year, and he was going to be uh, offensive player rookie of the year. And now he's back. He's healthy. I'm like, dude, it's going to be legit. I love it. Yeah. I got to have to go through. I'm in one of the same leagues as him. And I'm going to have to go through and look at my roster because I was stuck at work, and so I had to let it auto-draft. And so, oh, that's the word. But, but, but my score was an A+. plus. So I was like, it's seems like it's okay so we'll see thankfully there's but, no money on this one <laughs> but uh you remember tyler tyler Al- algier logan yeah so i i got him as my backup running back i'm like oh there you he go played, uh, so uh he played rugby at byu yeah and then uh, they saw him uh kalani sataki is the head coach of byu and saw him playing and uh dude the guy just hits so hard and he See, I'm a a weird anomaly guy that lives in Utah. I don't care for Utah or BYU. Really? Because you're from Northern California. Yeah, but still, I'm not really an NCAA guy, period. Like, I just, but at the same time, like, when Tyson and I first met, one of the first questions literally was like, so BYU Utah, or BYU. Utah. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't I don't know, dude. Maybe Utah. I feel like I was trying to like cater to you because you're like, oh wait, he's up north. Maybe he's a Utes fan. And I'm like, Utah, you're like, oh. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Which school like, has I've, the bigger following there? I'm not familiar with like how, how uh, so right Utah now. is going to be local. BYU is national. And so uh but uh I'd say it it's is, like 50 uh, Really? Yeah. Depends so, on yeah. where you are. Literally, the state split. Uh, Northern Utah, where I am, is all Utah, and where Logan is, is all BYU. Yeah. So it's, and then there's the Holy Bowl every year or whatever when they play. Each other. A, I, I can't remember. They haven't done it for a couple of years, but now they're all going to pack or uh, Big Ten or Big Twelve. Well, when they did it a couple of years ago, like there was this, like somebody paid a crane company 
to hide, like to hoist this. I'm not kidding. Like it was like an it was like an 80 foot BYU flag next to the freeway down here. Oh wow! But then the wind picked up and it all just started tearing and falling apart. And so all the Utah fans that lived in Utah County were like taking pictures of it and being like, "Oh, it's reminiscent. You know, it's it's a precursor so, to what's going to happen." So do you have a college team, Jake? Uh, not really. I went to a division three school, so I guess I'm an Ithaca college bombers fan. Oh, okay. You know, I, I, nice. I, I do, I do keep up with their football team every year. Cause Ithaca is actually like one of the best uh, division three football schools in the country. So I'll follow that, but I'm not really living and dying with, uh, any, any college team. Like that's, that's the one thing I wish I had. Like, I wish I went to like a BYU or a Utah. So I had my team, but yeah. you know, I'm so into professional sports that I don't yeah. know if I have the bandwidth to be a diehard, like college football fan i guess i'd figure it out if i went to like a michigan or ohio state or something cool like that Fact but, uh, though right but yeah it's it's uh that's i think that we uh, and like i told you before like broncos was force fed down because i grew up in idaho so broncos was force fed with us and it's like either you watch broncos yeah. or you don't watch anything right and uh, i i hated the broncos because everyone loved them and I, I was so tired of it and plus the kid i really hated was a broncos fan and wore the coat all the time and i just wanted to punch him in the face but uh, <laughs> But uh, that's why I think with with smaller uh, states such as Idaho, like you have to fall in love with college because that's all you really have. Exactly, and, sure. and like I, I, being from New York, like you know, I, I like there's like nine New York sports teams, right? Like we have two baseball yeah. teams, two football. Yeah. You count the Devils. We're talking about three hockey, uh, two bass, and no one's a net fan in New York. But you have the Nets. Everyone's a Nick fan. Like you just have two of everything. So you know, I just, I just grew up around like, hey, it's like these are the teams you root for, and like. You know, college sports in the New York City area is just not that big of a deal. Now, a lot yeah, of my friends end up going to, you know, big rah-rah schools in the Big Ten or the SEC. They get into it, but I never had that experience. So I've always kind of just watched from afar now. Living down here in Houston for five years, you know, I've kind of followed college football a lot more because it's huge. But uh, I, I can't say I really have a team I live and die with. Yeah, Houston is uh, going to the Big 12 as well this year. No doubt. And you get so many Texas fans here, LSU fans, uh, like Houston, like the city itself is a hotbed of like alumni from all these schools. A&M has a huge following here. You know, mm -hmm. I used to work for ESPN Houston. We carry uh, Texas A&M athletics on our station. So, um, you know, I got into it just being down here, but I'm not like living and dying with my team like you guys probably are for, you know, a BYU or Utah in that state. It's true, though. What about, and so the, are you a Knicks fan? Sorry, Logan. Oh, go ahead. Uh, yes. Are you a Knicks I, fan? I am a huge Knicks fan. See, and I'm all jazz because that's what we had, but I loved them. Grew up with uh, John Stockton, Jeff Hornacek, Carmelone. Yep. All those guys, dude. So much fun. Man, just yeah. t t wrong, wrong era, man. Like they, they had to go against Jordan. I mean, that's, I'm dude. a Knicks fan. Like if he had stayed in football, if he stayed in baseball, Jazz would have had a, uh, a championship yeah, in 98. 100%. 98. I mean, the, the one year that uh, the Knicks went to the finals in the 90s when, you know, 94 with Ewing still in his heyday was when Jordan, Jordan was playing was so baseball. Fun. You know, they lost the Rockets in seven. They should have won that finals. You know, they, they were up three games to two going back to Houston and you know, couldn't get it done. But I, 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 to, I totally relate. Crazy. Yeah, the dream. Yeah. Yeah, I wish I, could, the only, I wish I could get into basketball. I mean, the only basketball I used to be, I, I grew up kind of when like the Sacramento Kings were, because I grew up in Sacramento when the, the Sacramento Kings, like their little heyday there where they had like Chris Weber, Mike baby, you know, Vladi Divac, all, you know, like Stoyakovich, those guys was like when Sacramento was like a thing. That was the only time we ever like got into basketball. <laughs> Other than that, I mean, I've got pictures of me and Steve Young jerseys back when I was, you know, in kindergarten and stuff. So that's kind of where the only. Well, you're sport... not into basketball because you're 4'10". 
and you know four ten. <laughs> you never play. <laughs> you were Spud Webb. <laughs> no, when it when it was when it was time for PE basketball, I just boxed everybody out because that's what I was like. I just I could just drive everyone out of the key, but that was about it. And then I had I I could throw the I could throw the ball, maybe hit the backboard. I don't know. It was not good. I was the kid that All rolled right. my ankle in PE every day, every, every every other day in basketball. So love that. So now back to the NFL. So we have let's see. Correct me if I'm wrong. We have Mahomes, Rodgers, and Jackson are pretty much the only ones that are remaining who won the MVP, right? Mahomes, Jackson, Rodgers, and Rodgers. And Rodgers. There's yeah. no one else in the league. Uh, yeah, I, I, that sounds right. Obviously, Brady's done, so he's gone. Yeah. Trying to think, who's of winning the, it this year? Any active quarterback? I, I get. Well, you know, Joe Burrow's number one in MVP, so I feel like he's due. If he's healthy, Matt Ryan retired, so he's another one. I'm just thinking of guys like who'd be left. That's did Matt Ryan retire? Uh, yeah, he's doing some work for CBS. I mean, technically, he's not allowed to say he's retired because his contract to get paid 12 million bucks by the Colts, he has to be an active player. Kind of crazy stipulation he got in there when they worked out that trade a year ago. Uh, but I think you're right. I think that those are the only active quarterback MVPs. I mean, look, you could always bet on Mahomes and feel pretty good. Josh Allen's ever won an MVP. So he's going to be a popular pick, but honestly, I was just out in Vegas last weekend. Call me a homer. I put a, a you know, I put plus sixteen hundred odds on Aaron Rodgers to win a fifth MVP. Why not? He seems like he's rejuvenated. He's locked in. He's got that storyline narrative. If it's close, so we'll see. I mean, he's won two of the last three. Why not one more? I mean, that'd be no, unbelievable. I, he's legit. When he that pass uh, last game to Garrett Wilson, I'm like. Ooh. What the crap was that? I know. It's, <laughs> like, I haven't seen that forever. How how long have you been a Jets fan, Tyson? Like when when do you um, think it started? Revis. Yeah. So it, you've you've seen outside of like a handful of good moments here that you've seen nothing but just horrendous quarterback play. So yeah. it's, just, it's just surreal to actually see like one of the all time greats on your team who wants to be mm-hmm. on your team still playing at a high level. I know it's preseason and whatnot, but you're, I mean, if you watch hard knocks and everything I've heard from people at jets camp is like, this guy still has it and he's all in, he's highly invested. It just feels like if he stays healthy, he's going to put up great numbers and have a great year. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it was just, when I saw that, I'm like, yep, they're, they're my court. He's like, that's my quarterback. I got it's it. Like, and I've always loved, I've always loved him. Like absolutely just was like, Green Bay was always awesome. Speaking of which, I do got to ask you about Jake, or, uh, Jake, Lo- Jake Love. Jordan Love? Jordan Love. I was like, that's wrong. He played for Utah State, too. <laughs> um, what are your thoughts on Jordan Love? Well, I really feel like it, it could go one of two ways. He's either going to be awful, and Packer fans will finally experience what quarterback hell is like, because for 33 <laughs> straight years, they've had Brett Favre, Hall of Famer, one of the best ever, to Aaron Rodgers, Hall of Famer, one of the best ever. So they really haven't suffered at all like, you know, most NFL fan bases have suffered, especially Jet fans, of course. Or yeah. Jordan Love will be great because that's the Packers' history, and he'll probably be our team's quarterback, Tyson. He'll be the Jets' quarterback yeah. in 2038, 15 <laughs> years from now. So, to me, it's, it's one of those two scenarios. Like, I don't see the scenario where he's just, eh, he's fine, he's okay, he'll be a starter for, you know, five or eight years. I think he's either going to be awful or he's going to be amazing, and I guess we'll find out this year how that's going to play itself out. Yeah, I'm interested. I think he's, what do you think, Logan? Have you watched enough about him to to know anything about him? 
No, I haven't. Like I said, I just I'm also like sitting here getting educated on on like the Jets and everybody else. Like this is fun. This is kind of fun for me because normally I do a lot of the talking, right? So I'm kind of like, oh, this isn't this is interesting. He does. He does ninety percent of the talking. Ask questions, he answers. He's very well spoken. I'm also learning English. I think yeah, it's okay, Tyson. It happens to the best of us. Hey, I can make stuff. That's about yeah. it. <laughs> but what is it about Joe Burrows that is so good? Like everywhere he goes, they win. The guy's a winner, right? I mean, some guys just have that. He's he's tough, man. He's clutch in big spot. Like you just you watch in the moment, never feels like it's too big for him. Like you just some guys just project confidence. You watch him, and you're like, you just feel like this guy's gonna get the job done every time. Because some guys just have that winner mentality, and like Joe Burrow reminds me a lot of Derek Jeter. Just like you know, the, the, the physical traits aren't what made the guy great, but you combine everything they do with the intangibles, and you have a Hall of Famer. And I think that's kind of how I feel when I watch you know Joe Burrow. Just the consistency, uh, the clutch ability, the leadership. You combine all that, you got one one of probably the three or four best quarterbacks in the league. I think that's it. I, I think you just nailed it because I you look at him and how he handles the moment. And it's like it's slow for him. Like he's not the, – the stress isn't getting to him. Then you look at someone like Wilson or Trey Lance or um, – Yeah. And they're just like – it's just like it's too big for him. And they they're like their brain shuts off or something. Yeah, I don't it's know cool what to watch him because like you said, he's kind of cool and calm under pressure. Like he's playing the game. It's not just like he has a skill, but it's like he's enjoying it and it's not stressing him out. Right. And I like to see a team like the Bengals get him – get someone that is – because it's it's nice to see another team come up that's not always like the big ones. That yeah, but not up. Cincinnati. <laughs> I don't know. I don't hate them. Like they're not on my list of like hates. You know what I mean? Like there's a few teams that I used to like. I mean every every fan has their team and the team that they just like team or teams that they can't stand. Like Seahawks, get out of here. Like yep. don't, don't, don't <laughs> like, now Kansas City. Like I don't want to talk to you. Like and everybody hates Dallas. Let's be honest. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny. As, as a, a Jet fan, I don't hate the Cowboys as much as seemingly everyone else because I don't like the Giants, and the Cowboys have owned the Giants, so I've enjoyed rooting for the Cowboys against sure. the Giants. So it's all about, like, how the teams you hate, well, it's probably because they hurt your team directly. But exactly. Like a team like Dallas that everyone hates, well, they've actually helped my team over the years, so I don't look sure. at them the same way. It's that, it's that interesting relationship you get when you're a fan of one team. Versus, like, we used to, like, I mean, I used to like hate Raiders, Ra- Raiders fans. Now that they're not there, it's not Oakland, San Francisco, Battle of the Bay anymore. It's just kind of like, oh, yeah, they're the Raiders. I mean, you got a pretty cool stadium now. Like, I guess you're okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that stadium, though, if you've, have you seen it? We, we, we drove by it a few times in Vegas. It is, it is insane. Oh, yeah. It's, it looks uh, like one of those little Hoover vacuums to me. The Roomba? The Roomba, the Roomba. yeah. 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 It's, it's uh, only, it's pretty cool. It really is. I, I was there for a game last year when the uh, the Texans played the Raiders, and I got to go and experience that game day vibe, and it, it's unreal. I'll be there. Uh, Tyson knows this. I'll be there yeah. for uh, Jets Raiders in November, and I can't wait to, to be there. With all we the got to go there, Logan, to the circuit, too, yeah. to all the events. So all I'm going to say is that if you're really if you're really my friend, you really love me, if the Niners end up at the Super Bowl, you better get me a ticket. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> I don't care if you got to sell Copper Johns. I don't care what you got. <laughs> so if you so, had, to, I, I do have a question though. If you, I know this is stereotypical and it's stupid or whatever. Like if you had to pick Jake, who, who would you say like you would see in the Super Bowl? Like who are the two top teams that you think would hit? Ooh, you know, I, the last couple of years I've been, I've been going with the rematch. Like last year I was like, Oh, I'm going to do Rams, uh, Rams Bengals. We're going to do a Super Bowl rematch and it hasn't oh, happened. Okay. 
I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep rolling with it though until maybe one day it does. I'll, I'll go Chiefs Eagles again. We'll run it back and we'll see if the field turf is a little better this time for uh, sure. the Eagles to uh, to get it done. But that, I, I don't know. I, I I'm so bad at predictions, so I'm just gonna go with what I what, what I've been saying when because I've been yeah. asked this a couple times. I'm gonna go Chiefs Eagles and I'm gonna say the Eagles win it this time. I yeah, how can Eagles you go win. against the Chiefs? But I wanted the Eagles to win so bad. Obviously, even though even though like they you know they are who they are to me, I just that much more did not want the Chiefs to win. But. I get it, man. You know, people are sick. It was funny because everyone loved the Kansas City storyline at first because it came out of nowhere. And, and now it's know. like, hey, you're the new Patriots. Get it's out of like, here. We, we get it. Like, you know, Mahomes is awesome. Andy Reid is awesome. Kelsey yeah. is awesome. But like, all right, someone else now needs to win. Like, you guys are one enough. Like, yeah. how about how about how about some of the long suffering other fan bases get a, get a chance to win? That'd sure. be nice. Yeah, it is usually nice, though, because in the NBA and stuff, it seems like there's always uh, the same people, same people. And and usually in the NFL, it usually like, yeah, if the Rams win the next year, they don't even make the playoffs. And so it's kind of nice that way that usually you, you have the Chiefs and other players or teams like that. But usually it does usually uh, change every year. Yeah. But what? Um, OK, so I, I kind of know your answer, but. What teams are on their turnaround? Like, like you think they were they were sucking last year? They were no good. We they were like, ah oh, man, they're not even fun to watch. So, what teams do you think will make a major turnaround and could actually surprise everyone? Well, I guess we can't say the Jets because it wouldn't be a surprise, right? Yeah, because, yeah. We we know what their issue was, and they added Aaron Rodgers to fix that issue. So, it, it's up <sighs> to say them. Awesome. I know, man. Say that saying that out loud is like holy crap. Like it's I know. <laughs> pretty pretty you know, like, surreal. I don't, another another one is like the Jets. I don't hate the Jets. Like it would be cool to see the Jets come up. You know what I mean? It would be cool There's to so see There's so much history with the Jets. It's just cool. Well, well then you have like you and I, we both listen to Gary V a lot, and Gary uh-huh. V is he's like, I'm gonna guy. buy the Jets one day. I'm gonna buy the Jets. Like I like he's such a huge he's like, I know they suck sometimes, but I love them. Like, so that's cool too. Like it would be, it would be super cool to see the content come out of Jerry or out of Gary V. If the Jets are just plugged in this year, there's a lot of Jet uh, celebrity fans. He, him being one of them for sure. So yeah, that, that would be cool. Um, you know, I, I, I look at a team like the Rams, right? Like if they're healthy in a wide open NFC, could the Rams not be a wild card team? Like yeah, they not they bounce back? Like, I don't know. I don't think it's crazy. So that's a team I look at, uh, and also. I don't know. The the Falcons roster is actually a lot better than a lot of people realize. If Desmond Ritter is not awful, if he's just mediocre, which he was okay last year as a rookie, got some time at the end of the year. Between some of their skill players, right? The receivers they've added. Obviously, they, they draft Bijan. He's going to be a really good player. Their defense has some talent on it. It's a terrible division they're in in the NFC South. Like, Could they maybe yeah. push? For first place, I don't know. No one's talking about them. They're kind of flying under the radar. I'm trying to look at it through the lens of who's this year's Seahawks, who's this year's Giants. Because remember, no one of the Giants going to the playoffs last year. And Brian Dable won coach of the year and got that team to the playoffs. And they actually won a playoff game against Minnesota. So those are a couple teams that I thought of here. And then the AFC, I'm not counting out Pittsburgh, man. How could you? If Kenny Pickett takes a, a step in year two, that defense is unreal. They got a running game, and Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season, so you know they're going to be in the mix. So that could be another team that yeah. maybe is kind of flying under the radar. Uh, so some of the questions that you were t- some of the teams, I'm like, oh, but they're so boring to watch. Are there any teams <laughs> like for me, like back in the day with Tim Duncan and all those guys? San Antonio was the most boring teams <laughs> ever to watch. Who is that for you in NFL? Oh. 
Who's boring? I mean, any team that has a crap quarterback, that's boring to watch. This is true. Like, the Jets have been boring to watch. They've been painful to watch. You know, if, if you don't have a quarterback, you don't have a chance. I mean, the Cardinals are going to be a, a horrendous watch this year. Who Who's starting for them week one? Like, Jonathan Gannon hasn't even announced who the starter is going to be there. So, uh, I mean, if, if you're a team that doesn't have a quarterback, you're my pick. Uh, so, I'll start with Arizona. Tampa's going to be brutal. Because I, I, I think Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask, they're not any good. I, I mean, any the NFL is so quarterback-driven. That if you don't have a quarterback, you don't have a chance, which is why what your team has done, Logan, the Niners, with all these different quarterbacks and Brock Purdy coming out of nowhere. Like, it's amazing what they've done because it's not like they've had, you know, a Mahomes or a Rodgers or a Brady lead. Yeah. They've been able to figure it out with, you know, Jimmy's, Jimmy was solid when he played. We don't know what Purdy is, but, like, they just kind of been able to piece it together, and it's been pretty wild to see. Yeah, there was a while there we thought, we thought Jimmy G was the answer and he was going to be around forever and – I, I have no like I love I loved Jimmy, but I agree with, with you. Like I there's a few teams there where I just like if if you know my local broadcast isn't playing my game or whatever, I'm watching someone else just to kind of see what they're doing. Like I have a hard time watching just boring games. Like mm-hmm. and then when it's like you got teams that they just have back to back boring games or they just get the crap kicked out of them. Like any one of those guys on the team could run circles around me and just clean my clock but at the same time i'm like man this is your job <laughs> like this is what you do like you are paid millions like do something yeah it's tough that's where gambling and you know fantasy football comes into play where people could watch any random game because they got money on it fantasy yeah. implications so I mean, that, that's what makes the nfl the nfl like you know, take take the worst nfl game ever right if i i'll give you an example if, if i tell you the Milwaukee uh, Brewers are playing the Pittsburgh Pirates on a Monday night in baseball. Would you care? Probably not unless you're a Brewers fan or a Pirates fan. Would you care about watching that random game? Now, if I tell you the same teams in that market for football, it's the Packers versus the Steelers on a Monday night. Would you care? I don't care what the record is for those teams. It's two marquee brands you're going to watch. It's football. It's Monday night. Like That's where the NFL has the biggest advantage over all these other sports, like the two worst teams, you might not really care, but people are going to be into it because it's football. There's gambling. Yeah, there's a lot going then, on with it. Yeah. They're the Monday night game. It's just, it's what you, I mean, yeah, it's what you do. It's, it's that game. You know, yep. It's the only one to watch. Oh, so you're going to watch it. It's true. It has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but I just thought, I just found out today that Taylor Swift said no to the Super Bowl. That's really? all. Yeah. Really? Uh-huh. I mean, she makes more money than literally everybody, so she right. probably doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what quarterback? So, uh, mind you, I I know one that's on the Jets. What? Uh, which quarterback do you think is going to have the biggest turnaround this season? What quarterbacks have the biggest turnaround this season? Yeah, um, like a breakout season from you know previous years. Like what? Like I, maybe Trevor Lawrence. I don't know. Not Trevor Lawrence. Well, he, he could he could take another big step though. That, that's not a bad answer by you, Tyson. Because think about it, like he he was pretty good in year two, got that team to the playoffs, but he really didn't take on you know that that big leap towards till towards the no. end of the year. Now maybe if he plays like that from the start, they could be pretty good. Uh, I'm trying to think who who could maybe be that guy. Uh, Dak Prescott. I, like, <laughs> I mean. Staying in that division, Daniel Jones is now paid like a guy who's supposed to be that guy. I don't know yeah. if he is. I mean, he was he was good last year. He was, you know, game managed. They won games. He didn't lose games. So maybe you look at him. I'm trying to think. I'm going through all the divisions here. You know, I'll, I'll give you a name. 
I, I think this guy, we know he's a good quarterback, but maybe he hasn't gotten the respect because the, the players around him haven't been good enough, defense especially. That's Derek Carr, who's now with the New Orleans. I was oh. going to say Carr. He's a yeah. good quarterback, and they've always had terrible defenses around him when he was with the Raiders. Now he's in a, a very mediocre division. He's clearly the best quarterback between him, Bryce Young, who's a rookie, Baker Mayfield, and uh, Desmond Ritter. Like, Derek Carr's clearly the best quarterback there. He's probably yeah. one of the better quarterbacks in that conference, given how loaded the AFC is compared to the, the yeah. NFC. Maybe he Derek Carr breaks of- out, and he goes out there, and he, and he has a, a great season. He took a lot of heat, but I feel like was, he he literally is one of those stories of kind of like he just didn't have he didn't have the team to back his skill. Like, he reminds you know. me of Matt Stafford, right? Matt Stafford with the Lions, yeah, oh, can't win. He's a loser. This and that, he, and it's like okay, well maybe the Lions set him up to fail, and it turns out they did because he goes to L.A. first year with McVay, and they won a championship. So uh, Derek Carr kind of reminds me a little bit of Matt Stafford. I was prepared to have to make that argument to convince myself. Somehow this would work for the Jets if they ended up with Carr, not Rodgers. So I'm glad I don't have to do that. But I do think Carr is a solid quarterback. Like it's not like the Jets would have been awful if Derek Carr was their QB this year. He went to the Saints, right? Yep. Yeah. So do you think the Saints are going to have a little bit of a better year, like with Carr back there, if he's got the right, if he's got the right guys in his quiver? Well, Thomas is in my fantasy team. He has to do well. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, there's not an option. He has to. He just can't stay healthy, man. That's that guy. I know. He hasn't been healthy in a couple years. I mean, the last time he played, he was like the best receiver in the league, but it's been a while. Seriously, though. That was when Breeze was playing. Yep. Uh, Well, um, so there's – Logan and I always, like, it always transitions to some deep – questions and thoughts and like that and so i hope you're okay with this question but um there are there's a lot of stigma uh, when it comes to nfl players whether it be mental illness them hurting their spouses doing something wrong something like that and you see how aaron Rodgers was treated in green bay at the very end um his fans were very and the, the even the ownership was very mean to him and aggressive with him and you could just physically see him down like to the point where he was going to retire um, so we see this and we also see how other players, uh, struggle with mental health. So how do you think the high pressure nature of professional football, like impacts these guys? Because in reality, like right when they, they get drafted, they're still kids, right? Yeah. yeah so I mean, uh, how do you, how, how, how do you think, uh, it affects them? It, it, it's not easy. Like, obviously we look at these guys, you know, and, Sometimes as fans, we forget, like, these guys are human beings, too. Like, you know, yeah. they, they screw up, make a bad play. Like, you know, it, it, they, they, they're the ones who got to deal with that when they check their phone and go on Twitter and they're getting destroyed by everyone or, you know, their their worst moments being broadcasted to everyone. Like, think about it. If you're if you're a wide receiver, Braxton Berrios last year, you dropped that pass that cost the Jets a game. Like, your worst moment at your job is broadcasted to millions of people around the world. Like, you know – if I have a bad radio show, maybe people hear it, but it's not the same thing as like being a football player, making a big mistake. So you, you look at it from that perspective and it, it's tough. And then these guys can be traded. Like I can't be traded at my job. Like you, you know, Copper Johns can't just ship you off to another, you know, men's grooming company. If they feel like it. <laughs> and you, you also are the Copper Johns, the founder. So maybe that wouldn't happen anyway. If you get my point, like, <laughs> it's just a, it's just a different world that these guys kind of live in. So there's a lot of pressure on them, a lot of scrutiny and yeah, they get paid really well. And that's, 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 that's part of it. But uh, yeah, I mean, ment- mental health is definitely a real thing. And that's why so many of these sports teams, they do employ 
you know, sports psychiatrists to, to help these guys. You know, they, they, they offer, you know, resources on site, um, performance coaches, so to speak, mental mm-hmm. uh, health coaches, all these teams employ these, these coaches now, these people, because they recognize that it, it's not easy being, you know, a high profile athlete in, in any sport you're in. Yeah, I, I think personally, like, you know, the, take money aside, money is just being part of a professional athlete. But NFL fans are more passionate than pretty much anyone I can think of. Mm. And then you look at the Jets and, and how vocal they are with, the, you know, even the you think of, uh, have you guys seen Invincible with Mark Wahlberg? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Vince yeah it's, like the best, it's one of the best shows ever. Um, just how they're booing and it's uh, the their own team and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, just do that. Every team does that. And so in my mind, I'm like, okay, so that's got to affect. And then you see uh, Wilson, he gets the yips and all that kind of stuff. You've seen uh, – who was the second baseman uh, from uh, New York that they had to let go because he got the yips? It was Chuck, Chuck Knobloch. Yeah, dude. It's like they get this. So what – how do they get out of that? And so I didn't know that they had uh, psychologists and therapists and stuff like that. So what do they do with uh, – with Wilson, because he doesn't seem like he has it anymore. He still thinks he, I still think he overthinks, but it doesn't seem like he has it as much. I, I think they kind of slowly just rebuilt his confidence up by you know, one. I mean, Zach Wilson was under enormous pressure being the second pick in the draft, playing mm-hmm. for the Jets, who have not had a franchise quarterback since, you know, Chad Pennington in the early 2000s, really. Like, it, it, and, and even that, like, it's everyone is always being called, is this the guy that could lead the Jets to a Super Bowl the first since Joe Namath? Like, that's yeah. always the storyline with the Jets. It's always they have never had a quarterback. That's the history of the franchise, that that storyline. So Zach came in as a kid from Utah at BYU, which is a totally different world than playing for the Completely Jets, different. the biggest media market. Like There's probably four or five beat reporters that cover BYU football. There's 20 every day that are around the Jets. Like mm-hmm. It's just it's a different world. It's a different animal. So I, I think he started off as a rookie. He's thrown into it, and he had some success, but – it's not easy. They only win four games year one. And then year two, he gets hurt in the preseason. He comes back and, you know, things kind of got away from him as, as the year went on, they had some injuries. So the talent around him wasn't as good. He couldn't just hand the ball off to Brees Hall and have Brees Hall make a huge play that could help him win a game. So I think you combine all that with the pressure of, Hey, you're supposed to be the great player. You're the second pick. And they start losing. That's hard in New York. And I think it mentally got to him. And, you know, now that he's no longer the starter and he knows he could kind of take a breath, sit back, learn from one of the best ever, someone he has talked about he grew up admiring and Aaron yeah. Rodgers, I think he could relax a little bit, get his confidence back. There's better coaching around him. They worked on him with his footwork, his mechanics, which were all out of whack because that was all part of the gips mentally. And I just think he looks more comfortable, more confident because he, he's in just a much better environment than where he was a year ago at this time. Hmm. What do you think, Logan? Well, I mean, it's also like kind of like the uh, the celebrity status that some of these guys get. Like, I mean, you, they get all of their personal lives, their personal laundry aired. I mean, you look at you look at Brady and his whole divorce, and then you look at, I mean, Wilson and everything, all all the media attention that he got for his <laughs> for the stuff that he did, <clears throat> being into his friends' moms and stuff like that, right? But oh yeah, I forgot about that. But that's what I'm saying is like you get all these guys that like their personal. You know, not everybody gets this, like, you know, like, I feel like the media was so nice to Brock Purdy. It was like this golden child that, like, and his dad this and his mom this, and he did it. But then you get some of these guys that just get torn apart, like all the, you know, the crap that Aaron Rodgers went through. And then, like, Tom Brady, all of his freaking laundry getting aired with his, like I said, with his divorce. And then you get all these other guys that do get up, end up getting in some legal trouble. And it's like, yeah, people make mistakes. Some guys made some really bad mistakes. But then when you get all of that aired, 
and you get millions oh. of people who see it and then they all get their own opinions about it. And then people are posting about it, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. It's just like, it's gotta be, it's gotta be so mentally draining to just hear strangers tear you apart on something that you're trying to deal with as just like a natural human being. But then you get millions of people that also know what's going on, like intimate details that normally you wouldn't share with a bunch of people. So I, I can, I can sympathize, but I obviously don't know what it's like, but I feel bad for the guys sometimes, but then they have, I wonder if that's why uh, you have like uh, some of the smaller guys like Wilson um, where they come out with lots of expectation, uh, but they have never been in that type of environment from BYU. Then you have like, you know, um, why can't I have Joe, Joe Burrows uh, in LSU who wins the champion. He gets all that media attention. He, he feels it, the pressure before he knows how to handle it. He goes in six seasons in the NFL, same yeah. with Lawrence and same with, you know, but then you have Purdy who's never really dealt with it, but he has no expectations. He does really well. So I really wonder if Jake has something there, like just, he had all the pressure in the world on him and he just, it got to him. Oh, wow, it's just interesting. But are there, any like matchups that you know we're going to be winding down here in just a sec? But are there any like specific matchups that you're excited to see? Oh, uh, I mean, Jets Bills is where I'm at, Tyson. I'll, I'll be in the Bills in September 11th. It's always an emotional time in New York City uh, for obvious reasons. And uh, I mean, the fact that the Jets are opening up in prime time against a division rival, a huge game, Monday Night Football, the whole country is mm-hmm. going to be watching. Uh, I can't wait, man. That's that's. That that'll be one of the more iconic recent moments in in New York sports history. So I, that's all I'm focused on right now, man. I'll be I'll be in the building, and I can't wait. It's gonna be insane. Dude, that's gonna be fun. I'm jealous that you get to do that. Yeah, it's like a bucket list to go to a Monday Night Football game. Mm. Yeah. What about you, Logan? Any uh, <clears throat> what are you excited for? Um, I I just would like to see it. Just again, I would like to see it kind of a comeback for us, but at the same time, I like to see, like I was saying, I like to see the teams that don't normally get a lot of limelight kind of, you know, end up with like a better record. I would love to go to an NFL game period. Like I've been to plenty of college games and stuff like that. So like, I think if I ever had the opportunity to go to it, like any game, I think I would definitely take up on Dude, it. Let's go to Vegas. I would totally do that. Jets Raiders. Promo code Jake15, stay at Circo. Tyson, we'll give, we'll give you the full hookup, man. You got you, you can bring all the uh, Copper John's products. We'll we'll do a full demo where all my Jet Fan beard it. friends that are making the trip will be awesome. Let's do it. We're really sure. That'd be cool. <clears throat> so I do want to ask one question, though, because I love a good freaking conspiracy theory. <clears throat> do you? What are your thoughts on everyone who says the NFL is totally rigged? <laughs> uh, I mean, look, I think it's silly. I laugh at it. I did enjoy the uh, – the script uh, bit from last year that Arian Foster jokingly said on his podcast that people ran sure. with. I thought that was hilarious. Uh, I, I I don't buy it though. I mean, are there people that sure. actually think it's rigged? I'm sure, but I don't know. I, there's just no way it's, it's actually rigged given like what happens on a game in game out basis. Yeah. Cause there's this thing floating around TikTok right now that if you look at the last five years, I guess, or whatever of the, of the Super Bowl logo, it's got like this, two main colors and they matched it up to like every two. And this year it's like red and purple. So everyone's like, Oh, Niners, Ravens. Oh, chiefs, you know, Vikings, whatever, yada, yada, yada. So I just, <laughs> that's the kind of stuff that when it's two o'clock in the morning and you haven't slept a lot and you drink too many Red Bulls that you're kind of like, that makes total sense. <laughs> but at the same time, you don't ever want to believe it. Cause it's like, I have a love for I the mean, games. 
you know, I played football. You, you can't, it's, it's, it'd be hard to script something that big. Yeah. I mean, look, if it's rigged, why would they, why would they want to like screw the Jets over since 1969? You're talking about one of the biggest media markets in the world. You know how much attention the NFL would get if like the Jets, it'd be like the Cubs win the World Series if the Jets won a championship. So, like that, like there's just no way they would, uh, sure, they they would want to have the Jets be as bad as they've been for this long if they could rig it. Well, I'd like to see the Jets win. I think that would be you. You kind of got um, a little pseudo Jets fan now. I'll, I'll put the on a game hat. that I really want to happen is us destroy the Patriots and just see the smug face of Bill Belichick, just mm. like be humbled a little. That's all. Inject that into my veins. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, that's another. That's another one of the top hate teams is just Patriots. I'm tired of seeing the Patriots. I mean, they, they won. They went to nine Super Bowls and won six of them. Enough. It's time. Yeah. <clears throat> So I have one question uh, that came from someone. Um, he is uh, an aspiring journalist, uh, sports media, all that kind of stuff. So I'm reading his question. What are some recommendations or advice you would give someone who is pursuing a career in sports media? Uh, excellent question. I get asked this a lot, and I always try and come up with like a, a similar theme for the answer. And like it's changed over the years just because technology has changed. But I would say the biggest thing is, do something that gets you on the air, whether it's a YouTube channel like this, go live on StreamYard or do your own podcast and just post the audio somewhere. Or, hey, maybe you want to be a play-by-play person, watch a random baseball game and take out your phone and talk into it and you know, and record yourself doing play-by-play. Put yourself in a position where you're on the air in whatever capacity that is and just find out if you truly love it. Because if you love it, like you're going to want to keep doing it. Like You're not going to be good right away. Nobody is good on air when they first start talking into a microphone. So find out if you truly are passionate about it. And and then from there, kind of figure out, well, okay, I, I like doing this, but I don't like doing that. Like I thought I was going to be a play-by-play person. I realized I was not any good at that. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to do sports talk radio, which has now kind of evolved into, you know, sports media, digital stuff on YouTube that I do in addition to radio. Mm-hmm. So the business is constantly changing, but always, but the, the first thing I always tell people is, Give yourself an opportunity to find out if you truly want to do it. Because if you do want to do it, the only way you get better, like riding a bike or being an athlete that practices their sport, you got to keep doing it and doing it. And with technology nowadays, it's very easy to go on Amazon, buy a cheap podcast mic, open up StreamYard like what we're doing right now, and record yourself giving a take on whatever your favorite team is or whatever you want to talk about. So find out if you truly want to do it by getting reps doing it first and then kind of go from there. Yeah. That's That's good. I mean, that's essentially kind of like what we did, Tyson. Like we, we did a couple of lives and someone's like, Hey, you guys should start a podcast. And I think we talked about it for like, what, nine months. Uh huh. And then we tried it out. And <clears throat> so, yeah, I think that's some great advice. I mean, you definitely, I can see how you're easy to listen to. Like, so like there's a lot of people that could do good in that, that field yeah. as well. This is the most unique, uh, podcast, uh, episode we've ever done. Cause all of ours is just me and him and I just talking and we're just kind of evolving. And these were very specific niche towards what you do well. And so, um, I hope you enjoy this. It was a lot. I appreciate you joining us today. Yeah, Guys, this was great. This was awesome. I appreciate you having me. I mean, Tyson, I can't, I can't thank you enough though, man. Like I I'm using my, my products from Copper John's every day. I recently, I haven't even used the soap yet until the other day. The soap oh. is incredible too. Oh, I've, yeah. only, I've used the, uh, the, the beard bomb. I've used like the, uh, you know, the, the, the beard wax I've used the, um, the, the cologne, which by the way, smells tremendous, but I hadn't used the shit, the, uh, 
the soap yet. I'm using the soap. I'm like, no, this is pretty good too. So you guys have <laughs> you guys have great products over there, man. I'm, I'm so I'm so excited I that uh, my audience is gravitating to it because it's really cool, dude. You gotta try the deodorant now. The new oh, deodorant. Yeah? He just oh, so I can send you deodorant. Oh yeah, I just bought. I just got some. No, it's Jake. Like, oh. Uh, I don't know well, if I got you know you <laughs> Honestly, you might have. I got the box in my closet. I just tried to take out like one of each thing to kind of like try no, it out. You know, the deodorant's legit. Like, it's awesome. really, really good. But uh, no, do you have Sundance uh, cologne? Is that the spray cologne that you have? I think that's the one you gave me, right? Oh. So fun fact is uh, Logan wears it and one of our friends' uh, wives was extremely uh, drunk in Vegas. <laughs> Hold on, you're not you're not setting the stage there. Like, okay, you can say they it. They just hilarious. got like they got married in Vegas the day before. Oh, no, no. it was that day, wasn't it? Yeah, or maybe that day or whatever. Yeah, and we yeah. all we all met down in the lobby. We were all going to go do some stuff, and they had obviously had a really good, really happy day. And I think she threw back a couple of sitting at the bar, and I come up. I think I we I showered, got changed or whatever. And I had all my all, all my good stuff from Copper Johns on, and she comes up and sticks her nose like right in my armpit. She's oh, like, you no. smell amazing. <laughs> and she is such a sweetheart. I love her. Her husband, Matt, is one of our really good buddies. And I just I was like, I, I don't know what to do in this situation. I was like, I know it smells good. That's why I'm wearing it. My wife likes it. And I was like, but I just met you two days ago. <laughs> like, we need, to, like, we need to back up here a little deep bit. in his armpit. And then she was like, smell, everybody smell him. And I'm like, next thing I know, it's like, okay, everybody. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's not as bad as I, where I thought that story might have been headed. You know, she, oh, yeah, no, no. I was like, yeah. you like, she just got married. And now she comes down to the bar. She's had a couple and she sticks her head in my armpit. I'm like, oh God, where's this going now? So that's, not, that's, uh, that's not terrible. That's a whole nother type of podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah. Is there anything, uh, Logan, that you want to bring up before we end it? No, I think this has been great. Like I said, it's super educational. Like I've never really known anything about the Jets other than they just kind of like existed, right? Like they've just always <laughs> been one of those teams. Like, no offense, right? Uh, We've definitely take- had our existing years where it just like it was like embarrassing to be a Niners fan. But like I feel like I kind of I'm gonna follow them a little bit this year. Now, you know, with with Rodgers, it'll be easier to follow them, right? I admittedly so, but I think it'll be fun. <laughs> To like now you kind of got you piqued my interest to be like, hey, I should be more involved. I should know more about the whole league. I should know more about everybody. So now I now you've just piqued my ADHD and I'm it becomes addictive. Little... And then you pretend yeah. like me. I pretend like I know what I'm talking about. And then I try to talk about it. I'm like, I don't know anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like go, go uh, Jake team. has a skill set that I don't have. And then all of a sudden you start bringing them on the show and you start talking about it. Like, oh yeah, I don't know anything. Yeah. Man, I, I don't know. Uh I, I don't know anything either. I just kind of fake it till I make it type of thing. You know? <laughs> we just talked about that so <laughs> we did last podcast so yeah man it's been great thanks for coming on man my pleasure guys thank you for having me awesome well have a wonderful night guys and uh if you need anything logan and i are always around and make sure to go take uh check out jake asman show on uh jake asman channel on youtube and uh, give him a follow and uh, learn everything about uh the jets so have a great night guys all righty see you later Thank you so much for listening, guys. It means the world to us. If you have a chance, please give us a five-star review as well as write something a little purdy in there so that we know that you know that we know that you care. Anyway, have a great day. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> Dude, that was good. That was, I like that. You can't redo it without laughing. That was good. <laughs>